0: Ephesians chapter number 3. I uh, want to do some things that we were talking about two weeks ago and kind of begin to wrap some of that up, talking about uh, the heavenly places and our impact and, and the issues of Satan. We looked last time about her being the, the mother of all mysteries and, and so forth. I want to pick up on that. We're going to kind of wrap that up today next week and then we're going to talk about some things. I'm, I, I, I'm trying to get some groundwork laid for what we're going to do in January, okay? I know it's Christmas, and I know that most people are looking for a Christmas story and a Christmas message, a Christmas cantata, a Christmas whatever. Um, well, you won't get a cantata, because what is a cantata? I don't do a cantata. You know, the singing, I don't, don't know. We were talking about it earlier and I saw that uh, the the Gaithers were at the original megachurch, Willow Creek Community Church, there in, in Illinois, and uh, the, the Gaither Christmas, and they were advertising that. And I'm like, oh, it's pretty big when you can get the Gaithers to come and do so. But uh, anyway, we're, we're we're trying to study and excuse me, do some studying, looking at off of a passage here in Ephesians three verse ten, to the intent that now. Under the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. And our job today, in time, right now, that to the intent that now, and the issue with us today is that issue of, of teaching, instructing the principalities and powers in heavenly places that angelic realm up there, and to, and to demonstrate to them the manifold wisdom of God. And we're going to talk about the wisdom of God in January. Okay? What I'm, what I'm trying to do with you now is that you understand that there is a counter-wisdom plan there. And there's a counter to, with the issue, come back with me to Ezekiel 28. And that counter-program comes... ...from the adversary, <clears throat> from, from Satan. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> that counterfeit wisdom plan. We're just going to... Ezekiel 28. We're just going to look at a few things from last time as, in a way of review. And then we're going to move forward and so forth. Because there's some things that even though Satan... Paul says we're not to be ignorant of his devices... And even when Satan looks over there, e- e- Ezekiel 28, you, you, you see this original de- description of Satan as Lucifer and so forth. And you compare it with Isaiah 14. But look at verse number 2. Ezekiel 28, verse 1. The word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyrus, Thus saith the Lord God, because thy heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a god. I sit in the seat of God in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man and not God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. So he's talking to a man, but he's really talking to the guy behind the man, which is Satan. And he begins to say some things. Verse 3, behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that they can hide from thee. So obviously he's now talking to Satan, to the adversary, to the antichrist. To the whole program and notice that he says, "You are wiser than Daniel. There's no secret that they can hide from thee." And what Satan has done is he has developed a wisdom plan. Verse 4, "With thy wisdom and with thine understanding thou hast gotten the riches and has gotten gold and silver into thy treasury. By thy great wisdom and by thy traffic hast thou increased the, thy riches, and thine heart is lifted up because of thy rich. He 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 developed a plan. I will be like the Most High God. He developed this plan. He goes back there in Genesis 3. We looked at it last time, where he looks over there and he and he looks at Eve and he says, Really? God really doesn't want you to know some things, Eve. Did God really say that, you remember that? Are you with me? Okay, (laughs) otherwise we'll go look at it, and we'll just, uh, all right, just go with me, right? (laughs) Okay, all right. (laughs) We're sitting in a class one time, uh, first aid CPR class. There's like 60 of us in this class. We're sitting there, and before we got started, the teacher says, I'm gonna ask you if there's any questions. And if any one of you ever raise your hand and have a question, you flunk the class. Now, you can't really flunk CPR or first aid, but in other words, there's 60 of you. Let's get through the class, you know. If you don't have to do that, I just remembered that. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm trying to catch my breath. Where are you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right up here. Got a funny man. E- Ezekiel 28, notice where he talks there about traffic. In Genesis 3, he looks at Eve and he says, Yea, hath God said. Did God really say that? Did God really intend for that to be? You know, when you look over there at those angels and those guys are going up and down, you see, there's really something in all that God doesn't want you to know. Join me. Join my group. Join my club and we'll get the hidden wisdom for you. And we'll get you to know. So you begin to have conspiracies. Conspiracies. And you begin to have different things pop up. And when those things begin to pop up, you know, Eve answers him and leaves out the word freely and adds the word touch. And she just doesn't get it, she isn't fully equipped to handle. And Adam allows it to happen, quite honestly. And they fall. He's wiser than Daniel. Look over with me to Daniel chapter 2. Hold on to Ezekiel 28. He's wiser than Daniel. There's no secret that can be kept from you. Well, when you come and you look at Daniel, Daniel was a pretty wise guy. There was a secret that God gave to Daniel. Daniel chapter 2. Notice, if you will, verse 16. <clears throat> Daniel 2, Nebuchadnezzar, verse 1. And in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, uh, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams where, wherewith his spirit was troubled and sleep break from him. And the king commanded to all to call all. He calls all the guys together. And he says, I want you to tell me what my dream means. And they're like, all right, well, tell us the dream. He goes, No. You tell me the dream first, because I want to make sure you're not fooling around. And then you tell me what it is. And if you don't, you're going to go meet Leo the lion down there. We're going we're to deal with you. Well, they couldn't. And then somebody remembered old Daniel, verse 16. Then Daniel went in. They said, hey, go get Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> Daniel's got a hookup with the guy that he calls his God, and we'll see. You know, Daniel's a pretty good guy. He goes, he answers there in verse 14, Then Daniel answered with counsel and wisdom, and he goes. Verse 16, Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time, that he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house, verse 18, that they would desire mercies of, God, of the God of heaven concerning this secret, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven, and Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his." And he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him. The decree of Nebuchadnezzar, they're scared to death of him. Daniel shows up and God gives Daniel, God reveals to Daniel the secret things. Daniel has the ability to get the secrets, the wisdom, the understanding, the knowledge. Now, he turns around and deals with Nebuchadnezzar, and off you go. But what does Satan have? Satan is described as being wiser than Daniel. Satan, he doesn't have to go to God to get the information. He's already got it. He's wiser than Daniel. Where did Daniel have to go? He had to go to God. Satan doesn't. Daniel has the ability to get the secret. Satan, he says, you're wiser than Daniel. You don't have to go to God. You just go to yourself. There's no middleman, and there he is. He's got it. Isn't that interesting? What did Paul say? over there to the Corinthians, had the princes of this world known it, there was a secret that was kept secret that Satan didn't know that got him. Come back over with me to Deuteronomy chapter 18. So Satan has developed a plan, and it's not a plan of might. It's a plan of wisdom. And in his wisdom, he has developed... This issue of, well, if I know it, you can't know it. You join me, and we'll all know it. I'll give you the secret decoding ring. I'll give you the secret code. You know, it's every third word. It's every fifth verse. It's every fifth letter. It's whatever. I'll take care of you. Paul says, 2 Corinthians, we speak to you in a great plainness of speech nothing secret it's pretty direct it's pretty real it's pretty right there deuteronomy 18 he's talking to the tribe of levi he's talking about him he's talking they're coming out of egypt he looks at him verse number 9 and he says when thou art come into the land which the lord thy god giveth thee thou shalt not learn to go after the abominations of those nations There shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, or that uses divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch. The The use of a divination and an enchanter, all of that are attempts to gain knowledge. And all of it is to gain knowledge outside of the word of God. They're not going to be operating within the what? The realms of the word of God. God has told Israel, I give you my word, do it my word. They're over here, the other nations, and what are they doing? They're doing all the other. Now come over to Revelation 17. Now, <coughs> we'll catch where we started, stopped last time, I hope. Revelation 17, and we're going to get moving here. Revelation 17, I told you last time that Satan's plan has a name. She's called Mystery Babylon, 17.5. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abomination of the earth. This morning I wanted to take the rest of that verse. She's the mystery babylon the great mystery she takes on a form of mystery of secret 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 i got a secret who who wants to know my secret if you want to know my secret just join my group and we'll get the secret out there and everything'll be good to go but she's the mother of what of harlots talked to you this morning about satan's children she's the mother the source where it all comes from. And she's the mother of harlots. We need to be familiar with this. We need to understand this. Come back with me to Judges chapter 2. I just want to show you this. I, I, I thought about this, prayed about it, was thinking about it. And this is so critical, Judges chapter 2, that we see this and we understand this. Because when we go in, do, in life and do and we run into different people and uh, different ideas that people have, let's just say it like that, we got to understand where that stuff's coming from and where it's coming out of. Paul calls it the course of this world. Well, what is that? You know, how the world's going, it's to, to a set of doctrine, it's a set of information, coursework. You go to college, you go to high school, you've got course, you've got curriculum. There's a course. There's the doctrines of devils, Paul calls it. Where does all that come from? Where does it originate from? It originates from the mother of all harlots. It comes from a source. Look at Judges 2. In Judges 2, verse number 11. Judges 2, 11. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, which brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods, of the gods of the people that were round about them and bowed themselves unto them and provoked the Lord to anger. And they forsook the Lord and served Baal and Ashtaroth. Baal, the male deity. Ashtaroth. The female deity. So now we have a male deity. We have a male God and a female God. The fe- the, now we have... Look over at Jeremiah 44. <clears throat> Jeremiah 44. Hold on to Judges there. <coughs> you see, folks, they have left Israel. And I'm using Israel as an illustration so you understand where this stuff is. This stuff hasn't changed. It's just took on a different form. But the underlining crux and the underlining push is the same. Jeremiah 44. Look at verse 17. <clears throat> well, verse 16. As for the word that thou hast spoken unto us, this is, the, they're talking back to Jeremiah. He's been talking to them. He says, spoken unto us into the name of the Lord, we will not hearken unto thee. Blatant outright, we ain't listening to the word of God anymore. But, this is what we're going to do. We will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth to burn incense unto the who? The queen of heaven. There's the female deity started in Judges 2 with Astaroth. Ephesians Paul says in Acts, there great is the temple of Diana. That was her name there. Queen of heaven. Do we know a queen of heaven today around us? They go after Mary. Mary and, uh, you got the Madonna, Mary and the baby. You got this time of year, all that stuff is creeping back up. And then, you know where it started? It started right back here. And the Roman Catholics say they are the oldest church around. They are absolutely right. They are the oldest church. It started back there in the Garden of Eden in Genesis. And it's been moving on through. By the way, look, look at what they do. And to pour out drink offerings unto her, as we have done, we and our fathers, our kings and our princes, in the city of Judah, in the streets of Jerusalem. They're down in the city of the great king, worshipping another god. And and for then we had plenty of victuals and were well and saw no evil. But since we left off to burn incense to the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings unto her, we have wanted all things and have been consumed by the sword and by the famine. And when we had burned incense to the queen of heaven and poured out drink offerings unto her, we did make her cakes to worship her and pour out drink offerings unto her without our men. And off you go. And you know what you have? You've got a worship service going on that's got a drink offering. And it's a wine. In Psalm 16, it's blood. It's the blood of the saints. And you got this thing where you got this guy with the chalice of wine, and he goes hocus pocus, abracadabra, boom! Now it's the blood of Christ. Reality, it's wine. Okay. The transubstantiate, do this thing, and it's not. It's just wine, but they make it into something it's not. Then you got over here a cake, and he says, "Now, abracadabra, zoom, damn, boom!" Now it's the body of Christ, and you got all this superstitious stuff going on. And people say, "See, look at that. We've been doing this every day, and everything's been great. But since we obey in God's word, man, we're taken in in the neck." What did they lose? Come back there to Judges. Judges two. Run over to Judges 10. You see, folks, they're following after a female deity. Satan has prompted up. It's called Baal worship in Scripture. And when he propped it up, he made it look like the stuff that God had given Israel to do. They have a female deity. They call her the Queen of Heaven. She goes by several names Eister, Asteroth, Mary, Diana. Isaiah 47, she's called a virgin in their religion. She's called a mother. Judges chapter 10, here's the system again. Judges 10, you start in verse number 6. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Balaam and Ashtaroth, and the gods of Syria and the gods of Zidon and the gods of Moab and the gods of the children of Ammon and the gods of the Philistines and forsook the Lord and served not him. Look at all those gods. She is the mother of all harlots. There's the children from the mom. Look at all those gods. What, is it like the Hindus? They got like 30-something thousand gods. They got a god over there just with no name on it in case a new press or buyer comes by and they can write it down. You know, Paul dealt with those guys on Mars Hill. He says, let's talk about the subscription to the unknown god over there. Let's talk about that god. And then he whacks them. <laughs> but look at Israel. Look at what's happened to them. They forsook the Lord. They don't serve him. But look at all. They're worshiping all those gods, the mother of all her lies, the harlots, the lie program. Romans 1, verse 25, the lie there, who served the creature more than the creator. Changed the truth of God into a lie and served the creature more than the creator. What did he tell Eve? There's something God doesn't want you to know. You come and worship me, follow me, and I'll fill you in. There they are. Come over to Nahum. See if you can find Nahum. It's right before Habakkuk, after Micah. Nahum 3. Habakkuk. Sounds like you got something stuck in your your throat. (laughs) Nahum 3. You see, I just want you to see the children here. It's not just the Roman Catholics, let me just tell you that. It's all of them. It's all of them. They take on different forms over, the, over history, and you can look at them and find them and see them. Nahum 3, verse 4, Because of the multitude of the whoredoms of the well-favored harlot, the mistress of witchcrafts, that selleth nations through her whoredoms and families through her witchcrafts. Ouch! Look at that impact on families and on nations. Harlot, someone who sells benefits. The benefits of, hey, you want to know what's going on? I can tell you. Knowledge, wisdom. Witchcraft. Think about witchcraft. You're able to do some miracles. You're able to use different little things and conjure up. You know that little star of David that sits on the flag? It's really the star of Moloch, Amos 5. It's a pentagram when you look at it. 6 si- It's got six points. It's got six sides. You got that number 666 running all the way through it. Uh-oh. Ah! You open up, your look at your dollar bill, and what you got? You got that all-seeing eye on the back, and woo. What does that mean? Satan goes, that's it. Keep on pumping it, baby. Keep on trafficking my lie. Keep on moving through it. You see, folks, come back to Genesis 6. Satan's got a program and a plan, and it's a wisdom plan, and it's a counterfeit plan, and his plan is to come along and to mess up to destroy to set at naught the wisdom of god genesis 6 watch him do it genesis 6 now if we're in genesis 6 what has happened and has genesis 3 already happened well yeah because three's before 6 <laughs> right yeah, usually uh, any math teachers i got english teachers math teachers okay yeah, well what happened in Genesis 3? Flip back to Genesis 3 back there. Just notice something. Because you, 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 you gotta see this. Genesis 3. Look at verse 14. Eve has fallen. Adam is fallen, and Eve. Adam produced, they produce religion there. Verse uh, eight. Verse nine, verse 8, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from, his pres- from the presence of the Lord amongst the trees of garden. They're hiding themselves. Verse 7, They make the fig tree. You know, <laughs> they got the fig leaves, Operation Fig Leaf, and off they go to cover themselves up. They've made religion. They're hiding from God. They're trying to have their works be pleasing to God. And the Lord goes down. He says, Adam, what's going on? By the way, notice some verse 9 the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him where art thou and he said I heard thy voice Adam says this in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself okay Adam says we were naked we were in trouble we knew it we were hiding from you we're hiding behind a veil of religion now watch the next verse and he said Who told thee that thou wast naked? Look at that question. Who gave them the information that they were naked? God didn't. The adversary did. When their light went out and they sinned, they saw what was going on. Satan goes in, okay, here's some information. You're naked better cover up see that god says i didn't tell you you were naked who told you that Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof i commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat and the man said the woman whom thou gavest to be with me she gave me of the tree and i did eat the woman made me do it to shift the blame shift the movement shift the accountability The woman, she made me do it. That's been the cry of man ever since. The woman looks over and says, The serpent beguiled me and I did eat. The devil made me do it. That's been the cry ever since. So the Lord looks down at the devil first, the serpent. And he says in verse 15, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. He deals with the woman, he deals with Adam, the man. Come on over, back over there to Genesis 6. What does the serpent know right there? What does the adversary know that God's got a plan to do with something? The seed of the woman. Right? Right? The seed of man. There's going to be something that's going to happen here with this issue of offspring. So what happens in chapter 4? Adam knows Eve, and here comes Cain and Abel. And you know what the devil does? There's the seed thing he was talking about. I can mess with that real quick. I can figure this out. And he begins to Watch man, and watch man's appetite. Because in chapter 4, Cain gets kicked loose, doesn't he? But Cain doesn't obey the word of God. He rebels, starts religion, builds the city. But then we have society formed in verse 18, 19, 20, 21, down to 24 there. And you have... industry built. You have agriculture developed. You've got metallurgy, uh, the metalworking developed. You've got all the society come together. And the in, you you got to think about something. Man at this time wasn't a caveman walking around backwards in a dark cave blind. Going, oh, come here. Oh, oh, oh. Ah, whew, bam. Me hit woman overhead. Me win. No, he wasn't doing that at all. He was, he was very ing- uh, ingenious, very smart, well-advanced in their understanding and their knowledge about things. Not sitting over there going, oh, fire, oh, 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 oh. None of that garbage. None of that at all. You think about what it takes to weld and to work with brass and iron. Look there, look there at verse 22. An instructor of every artificer in brass and iron. You take the understanding of the chemistry To work with that. They're not just some backwoods hillbilly back here going, Actually, all that helps the throat, just so you know. Okay, (laughs) He's not dead at all. He's rather, what are they? They're advanced. Chapter 5 and 6, you see Seth born. By the way, he's born in the image of Adam. So are you and I. Then you see chapter 6, the flood, verse 1. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and the daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. Notice that. What is Satan's goal, Isaiah 14? To possess heaven and earth, right? To be like the Most High. He's been watching He's watched Adam and Eve have children. He's watched them have Seth and Seth and that whole genealogy there in chapter 5. He's watching this. He's developing a plan. He's already usurped and taken over the heavens and the angelic host over there. He's got them. Now he's looking at this man creature, this mud man down here, this dirt man, figuring out how can I get him. So he begins to watch him. And the sons of men of God there, the angels, the angelic hosts, the fallen angels, they begin, they, Peter over there, he says that they left their first estate. Verse 3, and the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he, is also, uh, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. He's watching him. And there were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that. Don't uh, never forget that part of that verse, because after the flood there were more giants. You remember David and Goliath. This happened once; the Lord flood judged it, but then it happened again, because you know what Satan saw; his plan worked, with polluting the seed line. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which which were of old men of renown. Satan watches man, sees this new creature come along, and he figures out how to pollute it, because he knows of the... Issue going on over there of that seed line. They have children. They have offspring. He's messing with humanity. He's messing in the DNA of humanity. He's messing with the, the genes, the genetics. He's, he's coming in and he's, he's, he's manipulating things. Yesterday we were at the, the, uh, the jewelry shop. Wrong place to be, <clears throat> around anniversaries, right? So we were at the jewelry shop, and Linda was selling some gold back, and one of the pieces of gold was a tooth had gold tooth, tooth had gold in it. The dentist whacks up, get, breaks the tooth out, and says, "Do you want your DNA back?" We're like, "No, it's grandma's DNA. That's mother-in-law, and I don't want that back Not at all. That's a joke, guys. Come on." It's DNA, though, isn't it? And he, the, he's manipulating it. He's messing with it. Do you see that? Offspring, 46 chromosome, 23 from dad, 23 from mom, makes a makes this new person. But you know what Satan doesn't see in all of this? That man has a soul. He sees the creature that God created. He sees the physical nature of it. We just, you know, a newborn baby. First thing out, you count the toes and the fingers, don't you? And you listen for the scream, and you look, two eyes, two, no, two noses, one ear, no, two ears, one nose, right? You, you, you pay attention to what's going on, don't you? What did you create? The genetics of it, the DNA, it's right there. He's manipulating the genetic code of humanity. He's doing some things with humanity that were not to be done. That's why verse 5, God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil, continual the way you think your your imaginations and your and your thinking thoughts facts here they are imaginations the dreamer of dreams you know you take this over here and you get this big dream going on and it was evil continually and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart and the Lord said I will destroy man why would he destroy man whom I've created what's been going on There's been a genetic code ripple here. There's been some things happen that shouldn't have been happening. Satan is in the middle of it. Verse 9, verse 8, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. These are the generations of Noah. It has to do with his genetics. It has to do with the seed line. Noah's genetics weren't polluted by the sons of God. He was clean. His genetic code was pure. Now, Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. When Noah looked over at his boys and his daughter in laws, he kept them pure and clean and right. Man is corrupted to do what Satan wanted to do, which was join heaven and earth. What's going to happen at the Tower of Babel? What's Nimrod going to say? We don't need to scatter. We can just build it and reach into heaven. We'll have our government, we'll have our religion, and we'll build and do. But here, Satan's doing something. Come over to Daniel. Come back to Daniel chapter 2. You, you guys following what's happening here? Daniel chapter 2. I hope you are. If not, it'll be clear next year. <clears throat> Daniel 2. Because Satan is messing. He, he, he's, he is, <clears throat> you know how when they first ta- ta- thought about cloning and they cloned that donkey or that, that sheep? Dolly, thank you. Hello, Dolly. Right? And everybody flipped the lid. Oh, my goodness. Ah! Satan was doing it right back there. He's messing with it. But the thing that what man doesn't understand is man is a three-part being, aren't we? The spirit and the soul. You know, they can clone you, your body. But they can't clone you because that's a soul. That's what Satan didn't get. That's what Satan was missing in all of this. Watch, Look at Daniel 2. <clears throat> Daniel has been talking to Nebuchadnezzar about his dream and been laying it out. Verse 42. He's talking about the fourth kingdom. Verse 40. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron. Okay. Verse 42. And as the toes of the feet were part of iron... And part of clay. So the kingdom shall, partly, shall be partly strong and partly broken. He's talking about the Antichrist. That's who the, this kingdom is, okay? Verse 43. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. But they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. Do you you see that iron mixed with miry clay and going to mix up with the seed of men? Iron. (coughs) Old men of renown, the giants. Satan's people. Satan's offspring. The fallen angels. Clay. Man. You and me. Adam was made of the dust, the mire, and they're going to mingle. Isn't that interesting? What's going to happen out there in the Antichrist kingdom? They're going to go in and marry up with the daughters of men again. And they're going to pollute, because what are they trying to pollute? The seed, the seed line. And they're going to come along, and they're going to try to do some things. Now come over with me to Psalms 139. So, folks, Satan, God had a wisdom plan, has a wisdom plan, but so does Satan. And his wisdom plan, Psalms 139, his wisdom plan is one designed to make you think you're missing something. Join him, he'll lay it out for you. And he does it by coming over here and messing with everything else. You with me? Now watch Psalms 139. Let's watch this one very carefully. Because we're going to set up what we're going to do next week right here. Psalms 139. You have a Psalm of David. He begins to talk. And David is going to begin to describe the making of Adam and Eve. Verse 14, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. David understood. He knew he was conceived. He understood some things that was going on here about his body and about him being created and about things that were designed to happen. My substance was not hid from thee. He's talking to the Father, to the Lord. When I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Now he's talking about Adam and Eve. Where was man in the lower? The parts of the earth, the dirt, was made in secret. Over there in Genesis 1, God forms man out of the dust of the earth. Breathes into him the breath of life. Gives him a soul. He becomes a living creature. Gives him the spirit and all that. David says, I, I understand that. Thine eyes, verse 16... Did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, even as yet there was none of them. Notice that verse very carefully. In thy book. David, in essence, is saying in the book of DNA, God's got a book, and that's a book of DNA that he used to make Adam and Eve, to form them and to, to make them. And David says, in my book of DNA, in my 46 chromosomes, 23 from mom, 23 from dad. In my book, every component of me, verse 16, my members were written down. You understand what DNA is? The strands, their words, their sentences. They've got period, punctuation in them. We'll look at it next time. They've got sections. They go ten steps in each section. It's interesting, it forms a ladder when you lay it out right. There's ladders There's spiral cases in the temple. There's all this stuff. We'll look at it next time, the typology and the pictures you see. And what David says in thy book, man, in that book of DNA about me, I got it. God wrote the book. By the way, God writes a lot of books. The book of the Lord. The book of war. The book of the kings. The word of God. And you know what Satan wants to corrupt? The book. He wants to corrupt the DNA. You see, folks, there's a DNA, a spiritual DNA, that happens when you and I trust Christ and move out of Adam and into Christ. James 1, he calls it the engrafted word. Isn't that interesting? Engrafted. He 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 puts it in there. Satan comes along and says, "I've been watching man. I've been watching them have kids. I'm going to corrupt that seed line. I'm going to corrupt their DNA where they're not going to be used of God. And I don't. The seed line thing will go away. Now God protects it, and we understand that and Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and so forth." But you know what he does today? I'm going to mess with the spiritual DNA of people. And I'm going to get in there and I'm going to begin to mess with that book. And he's going to, he comes along and he begins to develop a plan to mess with you and I. Not a plan of might. Come over to Isaiah 33. Not a plan of this or that, but rather a plan of wisdom. Isaiah 33. I'll tell you what folks, you you need to take Psalms 139 there. That's where we were reading, right? I hope it was. <laughs> 139. David understood some things about God and creation. I tell you what, in the book of Psalms there's more about creation than there is in Genesis 1 and 2 and 3. And that DNA is there your DNA is there. And what begins to happen is is Satan wants to corrupt the DNA. He did it with Noah time. He's done it after the flood. They mingle in, we got giants in the land again. He comes down through, he's watching man, he's studying what God's doing with man. What Satan doesn't get though is that soul, the spiritual part he doesn't understand that, but he knows, he knows man's a spiritual being because he lays out doctrines and religion and so forth. But we're talking the spiritual DNA, where you and I are, we're co death, burial, and resurrection with the Lord, Romans 6. That's a spiritual transaction. You weren't physically there. If you were, I got some questions to ask you. You see? But spiritually, we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. Spiritually, we've been there. And you know what Satan wants to do? He wants to corrupt that, he wants to mess with that. And if he can corrupt you, well, you got Isaiah 33? Look at verse 6. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and bringeth salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Look at what's going to help Israel. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. You want to have stability in times? What do you need? Wisdom and knowledge. And strength of salvation. Boy, that word salvation is such a wonderful word when appropriately used. Salvation is defined by the the, res, the rescuing from harm or danger. Doesn't always mean justification unto eternal life. By the way, that doesn't—it's not what it means here. He's talking about saving them out of a time of trouble jacob's trouble you want to get through that tribulation israel you're going to need some wisdom and some knowledge and you're going to have to have the fear of the lord as his treasure now come over real quickly to colossians chapter three because here's our verse here's our isaiah 33 colossians 3 (coughs) Well, actually, Colossians 2, I'm sorry, verse 3. In whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Where do we find that? the end of verse 2 there, we find it in the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Where do we get our stability from? From Him. Chapter 3, verse number 3. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. Satan's got a plan, folks. He's worked it. He's working it. It's a wisdom plan. You want to know what's going on? You just come on over here and talk to me. I'll let you know everything that you need to know. I'll give you the codes, the secrets of life. I'll give you the roadmap to the life, the spring of life. You'll figure it out. You'll live forever. You follow me. God says, yeah, I have a wisdom plan. Let's see whose wisdom plan wins. And he kept a secret. Satan over there, he's watching... Israel, he's watching Adam and Eve, he's watching man. He goes down in and he begins to pollute the DNA pool. He pollutes it, messes with it. Says, I'll get man, I'll fix this offspring stuff, this seed stuff. He misses the spiritual side with the soul of man and everything. He begins to look down through there and he goes, you know what, I'll just mess with them. And I got Israel so turned up inside, outside, upside down that they are useless to God. They are worthless. They are mine. They belong to me. They're mine. And the Lord says, yeah, they are. But I'm going to go do something else. I kept a secret. He's like, a secret? Wait a minute. What secret? And he says, watch. And the leader that's of the rebellion, Saul of Tarsus, on the road to Damascus, when that happened, Satan says, "Uh uh-oh, what's this? And when he began to reveal the message to Paul about the meaning behind Calvary and what's going to happen up in the heavenly places, Satan went, well, you know what he said. Satan says, You know what? I can corrupt them too. But I'm going to do it by corrupting his word. Just as I corrupted the book of DNA, I'm now going to corrupt the word, the book of his word. And I'm going to begin to do some things. Now, we're going to talk next time some more about the DNA thing so you see that. Because. What does the world, who does the world say was born December 25th? The Lord. Where you take God and man and you bring them together and you form this unique person. The God-man. How can that be? He's 100% man and he's 100% God. And theologians have been pulling out what little hair they have for ages, trying to figure that out. And you know what Satan sits back and says? I got them. Look at them. Rather than believing what the word says, we're over here arguing about how many angels fit on a pen of a needle, head of a needle. I got them. And all I had to do was mess with their spiritual DNA. Okay? Follow what's going on? I hope you do. That book of DNA is critical. By the way, it's here. Everything you need to know and understand is right here. You don't need the genome s- studies and all that stuff. Your Bible is so far ahead of mankind, it's not even funny. We look next week about some of the pictures and the types and where the DNA sits. You're going to go, huh? And it's right there, and a lot of it's right in the temple. You see a lot of it in the temple. 20 boards on one side, 20 boards on the other, 6 boards down the back side. Isn't that interesting? 46. He's got two pillars sitting in the front in Solomon's temple. He names them wisdom and knowledge. Understanding it. It's right there, folks. you got to get your head out of the TV. I do. <laughs> From time to time. <laughs> okay? All right. Dearly Father, we thank you for the morning, Lord. We thank you for your word. And above all, Lord, we thank you that we have your word. We can study it. We can look at it, we can rejoice in it, we can have fun with it, we can learn from it, and above all, in all of it, to give you the honor and the glory. Because it magnifies you, and it magnifies who we are in you. And we'll give you the praise and the glory, in your name we pray. Amen. All right, you ought to